0: Welcome to episode 300 of the Park Run Adventurers podcast. My name is Melissa Ellis, and I'm coming to you from Wurundjeri country.
1: And I am Ollie Spake, and I'm joining on this uh, fantastic milestone from Darwal country. Ah, oh, 300. How about that?
0: Woohoo! congratulations to the whole community collectively for getting us this far and for coming with us on the journey.
1: Yes, yes, that's right. And you're quite right, Mel, it's all about the community. I mean, it's not lost on me the fact that I wasn't even a listener for episode one. I was <gasps> you know, slightly late. Uh, <laughs> once again, thanks to Brendan Scholarie for the tip off, but It's everyone that has made this possible, not least, of course, the wonderful hosts and custodians and creators and contributors of the pod that have come before. But, yeah, it's nice to be here. It's nice to be here keeping things going. And we will talk a bit more about that. But firstly, Mel, I would like to ask, in the spirit of keeping things going, how's your streaking?
0: Oh, Ollie. (laughs) Bad segue. (laughs) (laughs) My streaking was going so well up until last Monday when we recorded last. And you know what happened? On Tuesday last week, (laughs) I had a really big day where I had some appointments and I had to go into work
1: and the streak was broken. Well, you know what? That's perfectly acceptable, Mel, because that means you get to enjoy a new streak. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But commiserations. It it was going very (laughs) well. thank you
0: for bringing it up. (laughs) Mm. My pleasure. You know what? Sometimes we can't get the streak done and we can't get too hung up about it. Good to have goals and it's good to strive for things, but I'm not beating myself up, Ollie. Uh, Life got in the way. I actually had a really good night at
1: work. You did? Would you like to share why?
0: Well, I got called into work. I might have... Had a presentation and might have had a little um, recognition for some work I did during COVID, which was really lovely. So uh, work was, how would you say it? So I worked from 1 p.m. till 10 p.m. So that didn't give a lot of time (laughs) after I drove the hour home for Streets and such. I was a bit tired after the previous night's recording. Hmm. But it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm going to start again. I'll start tomorrow.
1: You, you've almost timed that to perfection too, Mel. <laughs> but I'll i will uh, I'll be a day behind you perhaps, maybe two, but, but we'll thank see. Thank you for we'll checking
0: you in. Uh, mm. But Ollie, you were away this weekend and we're all dying to know where you park ran.
1: Well, I'm not sure I kept it too secret, but <laughs> I did manage to have a bit of a getaway. So um, Friday afternoon afternoon. Kathy and I took the younger two, Sally and Ava, up to Sydney to stay at Mum and and, um, Ken's place up in the Northern Beaches there. So it was a good opportunity for a bit of a sneaky getaway on early Saturday morning with Mum. It was rather wet, so no one, no one (laughs) otherwise was keen to join. (laughs) And aiming for a park run with a a. 7am start pretty much put a, a second nail in that one. Nonetheless, we did make the trip. It was about oh, 35 minutes drive from the house to Willoughby Park Run, which I had previously visited as the final event in one of Sydney's longest runs, but for a long time had been looking forward to make it back on a real-life Park Run day. So... For Those that may have yet to discover the joys of Willoughby Park Run, it's located on Camaragal land in northern Sydney. It's just a little further north than North Sydney Park Run itself, and it starts and finishes in a lovely, you know, wooded sporting field reserve area and is. This being the wet weather course, with with quite uh, yeah quite a bit of a sloshy ground still. Um, the wet weather course is entirely on paths, whereas typically it would include a lap of the oval as well. But Mel, beautiful course. There are some fantastic paths that wind through through underpasses and under bridges and with there having been so much rain some lovely flowing streams as well so it was quite magnificent and despite the rain when we did arrive and we were greeted by a very warm first time as welcome the rain did clear in about the first kilometer so yeah it was it was a pretty good morning and um i took the opportunity to to try and um yeah, it felt okay. But to be honest, I'm still a bit sore from the city of the surf and not having recovered properly from that.
0: Would you describe it as an urban course?
1: Mm. Is mm. it
0: suburbs? What's the kind of location of Willoughby?
1: Yeah, it, it is absolutely northern inner suburbs of Sydney. So it is a, an urban location, but you, you almost wouldn't know it a number of the times. I suppose a number of the, the park and courses and Cook's River springs to mind because we've been there recently. The paths run along you know, in a reserve that is to the back of properties but willoughby in particular i think it just has so much um, yeah so much woodland around it that it feels like a, a little oasis uh, in and amongst the suburbs it's I should have given a better course description, but it begins with a loop, usually two loops, uh, which which would have had one on the oval, as I mentioned, but a loop of a path that, that tracks around the outskirts of an oval, but then is primarily two out and back legs uh, along some pathways. So... Yeah, a lot to explore. The second leg is quite long, so, yeah, that makes for for interesting, diverse surrounds as as you go. And, yeah, just just a lovely feel. And it was actually nice to to run with dogs again
0: because I don't get a lot of that. Excellent. Not that I was running
1: with a dog, but, yeah, (laughs) they were there. They were happy.
0: And lovely that you got out there again with Galen. Hi, Galen.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think mum was keen for the opportunity to have a park run together. We don't get it as often as we we used to. So it was quite nice. And to have a chat with uh, second time run director, Lee, who did a fantastic job as well.
0: Excellent. Well done, Lee.
1: Mm, But Mel... What about your parkrun day? How was it and
0: where were you again? Well, last Saturday I returned to Pakapanyo Park Parkrun with fellow adventurer Andrew Reynolds and his son James and girlfriend Michelle Carlos. Andrew is one of my RDs at juniors but also an impressive tourist in his own right, having run in the most countries of anyone in Australia. Andrew currently sits on 341 runs one behind me, much to his annoyance, and is eagerly awaiting my next work commitment, which stops me from attending on a Saturday. And they call me competitive. (laughs) I interviewed Andrew for the pod back in episode 161 in June 2019 when he was RD at Point Cook Park Run. Now, Michelle and I have been friends since we met when our sons Jake and Bradley were in prep together, and Michelle was actually the one who got me involved in Berwick Springs Park Run. It was a lovely, mild morning out at Punya with nine finishers and four volunteers. Michelle was tail walker, while Andrew and James nabbed second and sixth place respectively. It was my third visit to Pucker, and I was pleased to improve on my previous time. But I also happily nabbed first female and my mm. highest ever finished position of fourth. <laughs> Well done. (laughs) Thank you. There was plenty of kangaroos on course and when we walked back out to join Michelle, we also spotted an emu. Sadly, most of us had other commitments, so for the second week running, I was not able to attend brunch and we were back in the car for the shortish return journey home. Thanks again to EDRD Annika for her warm welcome. Not to be overlooked, Ollie was Junior's on Sunday. Mm. I have been away from Ainsbury the last couple of weeks as my amazing team has had everything under control. But this week was market week and I was happy to slip back into the RD vest to steer the good ship Ainsbury. Again, it was a lovely mild morning and we were happy to have 13 enthusiastic kids participate on our slightly puddly course. It was so lovely to receive a homemade poster wishing us a happy 300th episode from Abigail and Hannah. And a special thank you to Hannah, as I am led to believe it was largely all her effort.
1: Nice work.
0: But, Ollie, we had a new visitor to Ainsbury Juniors in the form of Gary and Barry. Oh. I'm going to ask the office lady to add a photo of Gary and Barry to next week's album, Gary and Barry are sharks, that I am led to believe are inhabiting the puddles at Marshall (laughs) 2... And what I really love about them is that it is the kids who have instigated their appearance. Wow. The kids are owning their park run and connecting to the course, which I absolutely love. <laughs> After juniors, I sat chatting with friends at the Birdies Cafe while Zoe walked around the Ainsbury Market, enjoying some newfound independence With her parkrun
1: buddy Alicia, that sounds like a pretty spectacular weekend, Mel. And I think you've covered a wide variety of animals in (laughs) that weekend.
0: Yeah, I just love how the kids are embracing their event; that they're owning Mm. it. It's beautiful.
1: Uh, It is lovely. I I am curious. Yeah, the next first time a four-year-old that comes along, or or, maybe a little older that maybe takes things a little literally, uh, what that expression (laughs) is going to look like. But um, uh, that's cute.
0: I do have a photo of Marshall 2 running back. From their uh, martial position, carrying Gary and Barry, chasing one of the juniors. But it's okay. <laughs> it was his daughter. So.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's sanctioned. But they even named
0: the sharks. So cute. They came up with Gary and Barry themselves.
1: Oh, uh, very good.
0: Oh. So that was, yeah, that was my weekend and um, very enjoyable once again. But onto feedback, Ollie, from our yes. last
1: episode. That's right. So we had a. a- I'd say, a reasonable amount of feedback. So thank you, everyone, for sharing your feedback in relation to episode 299. We did have a message from Jeff Glubb on our Facebook post who added, uh, following a a bit of the discussion we had in last week's episode, which was actually reflecting on the episode before, so follow the breadcrumbs, everyone. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Jeff said, Meant to chime in after last week's pod and say this, but yes, mullets are huge in the US right now.
2: Right.
1: So, so I'm not sure if that's reassuring, but thank you, Jeff. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I do believe that the office lady is also on board oh, no. with you growing a mullet. Oh, no.
1: right. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did socialise that particular suggestion and at home here. Let's just say the beard is slightly more popular than the mullet idea. So. <laughs> oh.
3: Um,
0: mm. oh, what a shame well we also heard from val warwick who said great pod great roving reports great number of contributions from deserts park run visitors and a really great rendition of a completely unintelligible song by the pod master himself loved it all yet again
1: thank you val <laughs> great is, is not a word I'd use to describe that but I'm glad it was appreciated and thank you for the the kind comments that people have shared in relation to my <laughs> uh, my song effort your unintelligible song yes (laughs) Yes. And we also heard from Heather Hunter, who said, great episode, so many wonderful stories. I want to meet Phyllis. I think I want to meet Phyllis. Yes. So, yeah, once again, it's a great example of what we can discover just by sharing our parkrun experiences and parkrun stories. Nice to have that.
0: We also heard from Johan, who said, congrats to Adventurers David and in brackets 10, 50, 45, and Ralph, (laughs) 8.41.12 at Comrades. Yes. And uh, that was reference to our two adventurers who ran just this morning, Ollie. I don't know when it finished, but it wasn't long ago. Yeah, la-
1: last night our time, last night, Sunday evening, was the majority of the event and, wow, some amazing times there. Um, I know that everyone has a goal, <laughs> but... That is such an incredible event. And uh, I do want to say congrats in particular to Ralph, who uh, absolutely blitzed his PB, and David, who I do you believe it was David's first one?
0: I'm led to believe that yeah. too. And I believe from what I saw on Twitter that uh he had a little bit of difficulty even making it to the start line wow. with some flight cancellations. So there was a bit of last minute scrambling for a lot of people trying to get to comrades. Yeah. Flying into the wrong airport, not being able to get <sighs> flights to wherever they're supposed to go. I'm apologize I'm not mm. 100% across where they needed to be but higher cars had to be mm. had to be sourced so we're glad you got there and we hope you were happy with your run well done to you both
1: and we hope you're all recovering well i mean it's it's a tough one and and you know that sort of an event is particularly brutal uh, there is another shell harbor park runner who unfortunately did have to pull out just before the 50k mark so yeah, look, I think nothing but, but well done to everyone for your efforts.
0: Uh, but, Ollie, there's a big question yet to be answered. Mm. Did Ralph get to Piggly Wiggly?
1: Ralph did get to Piggly Wiggly. Woohoo! <laughs> and <laughs> And I did see shared rather discreetly a couple of photos of the, uh, was it a pig hedge at Piggly Wiggly and, and a doormat um, amongst other things. But, yes, uh, well done. Well done, Ralph. It looks like a fairly successful weekend.
0: Excellent. And we might just add that David was at North Beach
1: mm, Park Road yes. in South Africa. Yeah, so great to see some more tourism in addition to our, our lovely podcast family, already over there across South African Park Run this weekend.
0: Mm, Mm. Four events represented this week in South Africa on the Consolidated Club Report. But, Ollie, episode 300, it's time to maybe do a little bit of reflection or have a little bit of discussion. I mean, we've concentrated so much in the last couple of weeks on 299.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and look, as everyone can tell, I didn't spend weeks and weeks and weeks rehearsing, but, yes, I was quite fixated on 299 for some reasons. Mm -hmm. But yes, I guess I wouldn't say it was lost on us, but catches me on the hop. I have to admit 300 follows 299 and that's a big number. It
0: is. And although we weren't really focused on the episode, it's been lovely to discover Mm. that our community without us knowing was working very hard behind the scenes to make sure that we didn't forget Ollie.
1: That's an understatement. And as i may have said already i think i did in the introduction it's the community that makes this podcast is the community sharing their experiences and their motivation and, you know, their kudos and just the warmth between everyone that really makes it what it is. And that comes through so much in the wonderful photos and videos and messages and memories and tributes and thanks and everything that uh, so many have already shared on this kudo board that has been set up.
0: I know. That blew me away when I discovered it. And let's take a very favourite phrase of Scotty's and peel back the curtain. <laughs> yes. When I became aware of the Kudo board on Sunday night, which was only yesterday because mm-hmm. we're recording on Monday, I was very overcome. Mm. There may have been tears. Actually, there really was tears. I was crying (laughs) with, I guess, happiness, Mm. and I was overcome with emotion. And and it may sound like a little bit over the top. Paul actually had to come from the other room Mm. and check on me because he could hear the noise (laughs) and he thought somebody had died. (laughs) might not be a really (laughs) good reflection on the noises I was making. But not only was I overcome by the lovely messages that I was reading, and granted, it's not all just for you and I because it's very much also messages for Scott and Mel and and what they began Yes, because we're only the custodians, we've taken over, but it's very much a podcast that was started by them and we're very mindful of that. But I think the biggest thing for me, Ollie, was that I had absolutely no idea that this was all going on without us realising that this was a, a surprise and I'm not somebody that is ever surprised. <laughs> I'm always accidentally discovering surprises. Like- you know my th- surprise 30th birthday i accidentally discovered about and <laughs> any presents i'm ever bored i accidentally find out about i just always find out and i'm never surprised so i think there was just that overwhelming emotion of that i had no idea that this was being put together
1: you've met your match <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. And that that's absolutely not a challenge to anybody out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to, I guess, put some perspective on why I was so overcome with emotion because it was a new experience for me. Yeah, yeah. Which I really appreciated and was so lovely. Uh, we
1: can't say thank you enough to everyone, uh, to the instigators and coordinators, but, you know, those, those contributions. I did fail to mention there's a song in there as well and a, a front yard roving report and, and just some, some wonderful uh, uh, memories as well. I mean, amongst all of the palm images, I love the palm images and, and you know, shout out to Mel Lovacca, of course, uh, for capturing some of those moments where we got to meet her, which was kind of cool. Yeah.
0: Photos from the very first time that we met in person. So many lovely memories from all the different palms. Photos we've had with different adventurers over the years, Ollie. Darwin was there. Yep. Yep. No. Gnomeville! Gnomeville was there!
1: (laughs) Yep, video of Darwin, video of Gnomeville, photo of Fluffy.
0: Yeah, early light shut under the Windang Bridge.
1: Yep, I'm pretty sure I see Pepper there.
0: So many lovely things. Yep,
1: Um, Jemima Puddle Duck. Yeah. Yeah, we could go on and on. But another highlight certainly is a video call that brings back the memories where... Uh, I think around the time of, of episode 200, you know, we we had a video call with the then host and, and uh, former host of this podcast as they were uh, just giving us a few driving lessons on the Ferrari.
0: Thank you, Mel, for having the presence of mind to capture that moment where we were all on that video call.
1: Because it, it is funny. Uh, Whilst I haven't done a lot of a lot of reminiscing lately, because we, we did actually celebrate so much around two hundred and fifty, uh, I did listen back to episode two hundred, and well, to parts of it, and yeah, it's funny, Mel. That's uh, just at the end of that episode, uh, there was a hint that you know, after two hundred episodes of they're always having had been a Mel or a Scotty on the podcast, that there might be some different voices in the next episode. So, uh, yeah, interesting that it comes about uh, at this milestone, at 100 episodes on.
0: Mm. And we will add that... During the week, the office lady is going to put up a link for the Kudo board, just in case there's anybody else out there that would like to add to it. We're not searching for um, more, what would you say, Ollie? More- um, Yeah,
1: not more kudos, but it's an opportunity to Be a part of the celebration if you'd like.
0: To share your memories, I guess, over the last 300 episodes, anything. It doesn't have to be about me and Ollie. It could be any memory that you've got relating to any episode over the years or any time that you've had an interaction with any of the hosts. That's right. You're welcome to share on the Kudo board and add to the I guess, like a living memory of the achievement.
1: That's absolutely right. And naturally, uh, I think it's appropriate. Well, I think we we may have already thanked the instigators and and the community, but uh, in particular, a a special thanks to our Channel 5 News crew and to our pod team for all of their support in getting us through to this milestone and and beyond. I think it's Tim Oberg that suggests another 300 to go, or is he saying another 200? I, I don't remember what milestone he set us there.
0: I don't either, but I hope the pod continues for a very long time, may not even be us in the seats in the future. Who knows, Ollie? Hopefully the pod can always transition.
1: So Mel, do I have your permission to go into Podbean, which is where we do upload our episodes, and change what I've just discovered tonight is the episode number limit being three hundred. Should I should I increase what? that now? <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Absolutely serious. So
0: Oh my goodness. Please change right, that. We'll
1: up it by a hundred. So when we get to episode 400, remind me to update that or whoever's <laughs> whoever's controlling things.
0: That was nearly awful.
1: <laughs> there we are. Wow. There we are, peeling back okay. the curtain well and truly.
0: Does that mean the previous hosts had not much faith that the uh, podcast would ever last past 300? <laughs>
1: well, whether that was consciously or unconsciously, mm, not sure. It's probably a default. Let's go with that. I think so. <sighs> but... Oh, other things to celebrate, other things in yes. the news, and we we have a a special news update from another special person in the uh, in the parkrun news world, Mel.
0: We do. We heard this week that there was a new Australian men's record set and it was set by James Hansen in Launceston, Ollie, and Parkrun adventurer Sally Heppleston, who's also a social media ambassador for Parkrun Australia, interviewed James. So we thought we would bring to you the words coming out of Sally's interview. So if you would like to indulge us.
1: Yes. So a mishap with booking flights turned into parkrun glory for Launceston parkrunner James Hansen, who broke the Parkrun Australia record today, being last parkrun day just gone, in a time of 13.53. Now, for context, we've already done two of James Hansen's parkruns just in this intro, but uh, anyway, I digress. <laughs> James was supposed to be at the National Cross Country Championships in Adelaide this weekend, but messed up his flight booking and couldn't get there. With plenty of training under his belt, he used his peak fitness to have a crack at the Parkrun Australia record, which he knew stood at 14.02. He ran 14.12 a few weeks ago, breaking the course record and not realising how close he'd gone to the Australian record. This week, he set out to claim the unofficial but prestigious title of Australia's fastest male parkrunner, and he did it. James' new lawn system wasn't the fastest course to do it on, but set out at the start line with the record and sub-14-minute time in his sights anyway. There's a few undulations and there's a little steep hill, he said. "James's overall five kilometres is 13.34 on the track. A 1,500-metre runner normally, he's been trying longer distances of late with some decent success. James, 28, has been running since he was seven, Like many, he started at Little Athletics. He has a few national championships to his name, including the Albie Thomas National Mile Championship, and he raced a few 5K events last year and won the Launceston 10K Fun Run on the road in June this year. However, parkrun was his first real exposure to the 5K distance.
0: Sometimes he's there to lay it all on the line, and other times he's happy to jog in the pack for a chat. It can be great for a good hit out. Sometimes if there's no one to train with or if I'm struggling for motivation, parkrun makes things so much easier. The global parkrun record has stood at 13.48 for 10 years, so after learning how close he was today, James said he would keep it in his sights. I need to find the right course for that, I think, he said. James said, as well as looking to chip away at Parkrun Records, he has plenty of other running goals. I'd still love to make the Olympics team. I'm closer with my 1500 metre times, but my 5K is really coming along. I'll have to wait and see what happens, he said. James said he loved the concept of parkrun and would continue to use it as part of his training. It's cool to bring the elite and the social running community together. I do a bit of coaching too and I've got people trying to break 30 minutes and then I'm there trying to break 14 minutes. It's just great to have that social aspect though. You know with parkrun, it's always going to be on and it brings people together. The hardest thing with running is getting out the door but when you've got people around you, it's so much easier. I really love the idea that with parkrun, anyone can do it,
1: James said. Yeah, well said. And congratulations, James. Uh, and thank you, Sally, of course, uh, for sharing that incredible achievement.
0: Yes, but Ollie, that wasn't mm. the only exciting thing that happened this week. Moving swiftly on, there was another milestone happening in the parkrun world. Paul Sinton Hewitt and wife Joe ran their 500th event at...
1: Deaton parkrun in freiburg germany and i apologize for that pronunciation
0: (laughs) so in a twin time of 34 minutes 37 that was the time that paul and joe ran the diet parkrun team would like to thank joanne and paul the founder of parkrun for visiting us they said they ran their 500th parkrun with us we presented them with certificates and medals for their achievement It was an honour for us to welcome you. We had lots of fun and are inspired by your words and motivation. So that was a little quote from the team Mm. there at Dietenbach, which we found on their Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, and and a relatively small turnout there. It was, 46 participants and only their 43rd event.
1: I think that just goes to demonstrate how diverse the parkrun world is. But congratulations to both Paul and Joanne what an achievement. Absolutely. Yes. Great to see a celebration there and
0: uh, not lost on me that it would appear that the Sinton Hewitts may have snuck off overseas for a low-key
1: celebration. Yes. Yeah, it does seem to be the case. And um, I'm sure that they will get some congratulations <laughs> in weeks to come. Maybe they have a kudos board. Maybe they do. Maybe <laughs> they do. Well, Mel, that is a big intro. In fact, that's that's a little closer to uh, paul and joanne's time uh than james's <laughs> time but i think it has been good to reflect on the, you know the many many wonderful aspects of the park run day and in fact you know, the park run years gone by but we do have someone else's experience from park run day to share so why don't we have a listen to a roving report now
2: So when my youngest daughter was about two or three, she couldn't do the F sound. So we bought a fighter fish, we named it Finny, and her job was to feed the fighter fish on Fridays with fish food. Why am I telling you this? Because I'm at Fighter Forest and that's all I could come up with. Good morning park runners, it's Tracy on the Travels and I'm out chasing my Nindy. Okay, and I found Shirley here at Fighter Forest who actually tells me that she's a parkrun adventurers podcast listener
4: is that right shirley that is yeah i've listened to them oh gosh over the last few years here and there unfortunately i'm not a regular weekly listener but i do listen yeah did you know it's their 300th podcast next week i did not wow that's exciting congratulations to the whole team because that's a lot of effort it is
2: indeed now tell me about fodder forest parkrun we're here now
4: i've had to navigate my way here where exactly are we right now So Votter Forest Park runs in Victoria Point in the Redlands. Um, We are not even a year old yet. Our anniversary is coming up on the 16th of October, I think it is. Um, And we're looking forward to celebrating our first year here on our beautiful course. Our course is a relatively fast and flat course. We've got a path that then meanders into some boardwalks. And we've got some changing terrain throughout our course. So we go over a river and then we go through some beautiful bushland as well. So you get kind of the Mm. best of both worlds. Um, It is shaded, so it's going to be great in summer. Uh, And it's kind of like a a modified Y course. So uh, we've got uh, two sections of out and back and then come back to home. Our regular runners love it here, and we've got a a great group now of regular runners and regular volunteers who come down. We absolutely love tourists, so everyone's welcome. Excellent. And how many finishes would you get at Fodder Forest? Um, On average, each week, we're getting around that 60 to 80 uh, people. So we're a relatively small park run, which a lot of people actually really like because you're not jostling to find your space out there. You can spread out. Um, And what makes our course quite unique is that we have a large amount of walkers and we welcome walkers here at Fodder Forest. So you have a nice little community here, do you think? We do. We've got a lovely community. We've got people who have made friends just by coming here to Fodder Forest. We've got um, a couple of lovely older ladies who started walking by themselves and have now made a firm friendship and meet here every week to walk. Mm -hmm. Uh, And our locals uh, have discovered us and have started to get on board and bring their friends and family down, which is lovely. And um, can you tell me about your parkrun history? Where did you start? Oh gosh, so I've been running now for about... Seven years, and I originally started at Kapalabar Bar Parkrun. I joined the event team there, and I was a run director there for about two years. And then uh, when COVID hit and the events all closed, then uh, I left that team, and we started to do a lot of touristing. So I did a lot of touristing before I decided that I really wanted to start up our own event at Fotoforest. So I am the event director here, and a co-ed here with um, Matt Williams. Uh, And I'm also an outreach ambassador for Parkrun Australia, which a lot of people don't know. So um, part of that role is also to encourage people to come along to Parkrun for the first time and get started. Um, And we're working at the moment in uh, the older generation to encourage our older generation to come along to Parkrun. And just to know that it's okay to participate in whatever way you want to participate doesn't have to be running Walking, volunteering—it's all welcome here at Parkrun. So, were you at Kingscliff last week? I was at Kingscliff last week with the 120 other ambassadors that were there. Yeah. Yes, I was. Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't get an invite. <laughs>
2: Parkrun, please fix that.
4: It was so much fun that Parkrun Australia outdid themselves and really t- took great care of us. They were amazing.
2: Oh, so Toc and Janet and anyone else who went, uh, this is Shirley. So (laughs) I found her here, I found her by accident. Just by accident, indeed. (laughs) All right, thank you, Shirley. Okay, you heard it first here. This is a fodder forest. It's fast and flat and friendly. So come here. (laughs) Uh, Excuse me, sir, did you know that Thorndon is the most westerly junior parkrun in Australia?
5: I did, actually. I kind of remember it was a quiz question at one stage. Mm. Mm. I wonder
2: if Janet knows.
5: Janet? Mm. Mm. I don't think she does. No, okay, we might tell her.
2: And Do you know anything else about parkrun at all? Uh, Do you know any other interesting bits of trivia, maybe?
5: Oh, gosh, there's so much about Mm. parkrun. Well, I know that there's a 300th episode going out today on the Parkrun Adventurers...
2: Uh, I think it's a two ninety nine uh, went out yesterday, but yeah, you're right. The three hundred is coming next week, so that's pretty exciting. That'll be amazing. So you actually listen to
5: the Parkrun Adventures podcast? Park uh University? once or three hundred times, yeah, <laughs> or maybe once or two ninety nine times. Well, well, how about that? And what's your um, involvement with Parkrun? Um, I'm an event ambassador. For some of the ones in Southern Brisbane. I'm a former ED of Mossman Parkrun. Our co-ED, sorry. <laughs> But now I'm just, yeah, running around Brisbane.
2: Excellent. And for those who haven't picked the voice yet, I've got Simon Mackley, the quizmaster himself, here. And we're at Florida Forest Park Run. And, uh, yeah, we're just checking it out and having a chat before the event. So, good to see you, Simon, and you thank you for bringing the buff from Alison, <laughs> it's made its way all from New Zealand, so thank you for that. No problem. And are you a regular here?
5: I am, yeah, this has been my regular now, yeah.
2: This is your home parkrun now? Yeah. So you've been telling me before that you don't often get to parkrun on a sad day, though, you have other commitments?
5: Oh yeah, so my son plays soccer, so I try and get to a parkrun before I go, but yeah.
2: Well, good to see you here t- today, Simon. You
5: too, thanks, Tracy.
2: So there you have it. This is Tracy on the Travels, finishing up on foot at Fodder Forest Park Run. And can you believe it? It is event number 44. So put this one on your list, folks. Uh, it's fast, flat and friendly and fun at Fodder Forest. Have a good weekend. See you on the b side
0: Bye. much to tracy wood coming to us from fodder forest fast flat and friendly and catching up with listener shirley and the quiz master simon yes
1: great and uh yes i echo that thank you tracy for all of your contributions this week
0: now ollie we've got mail
6: you've got mail
0: we have we heard from eman this week who said hi guys congrats on episode 300 This weekend we ventured out west for Juno's first birthday in Perth and enjoyed completing our Compass Challenge at University of Western Australia Park Run. The course is an interesting two laps around the uni campus with lots of turns. We met fellow adventurer Alex and her partner at the start and enjoyed post-run coffee with a group of parkrunners introduced to us by Sarah Jefferson. Looking forward to coming back for Palm
1: 23.
0: Regards, Eman. Wow,
1: that sounds like a pretty good way to spend a first birthday.
0: Why is the compass point... University of Western Australia. Has the Western compass changed?
1: Uh, no, compasses in the challenge where you have to have the words north, south, east, and oh. west. Yes, yes. I see. Okay, yep, yep. Uh, and completely failing my adventurous quiz questions here and showing uh, an unacceptable level of ignorance. I can't remember the name of the Australian challenge that has the northernmost, southernmost, and eastern, and western. Someone help me out here. I know you will. Um, I should just check my app. But
0: I thought it was a compass challenge. Mm. The interpretation in the UK is that it's got the name north, south, east, and west.
1: Mm. (gasps)
0: Navigators.
1: Navigators. Mel
0: Urbacher called it the navigators when she first referenced it.
1: There we are. Yes. The navigator challenge is the different one.
0: Colloquially in Australia, we also refer to it as a compass
1: challenge.
0: That's right. To do the most northern, southern, eastern, and western.
1: Yeah. But we we have more mail, Mel. Did we? Yes. (laughs) We have an email from, well, we have a message from Bruce. The ideas, man, with another idea. Shall I read it out? (laughs) Please. Been thinking about this for a while now. Should a statesman of the greatest state be known as a greatsman? I think Mm. so. Yeah.
0: (laughs) No, that's a good term. Rigged. (laughs) (laughs) This is why we're friends, Bruce. (laughs)
1: Uh, look once the statistics swing in my favor one day i'll be able to argue that point a little more but uh, (laughs) i've seen the consolidated club report so mm. Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. look open that up for discussion if you have a suggestion or if you have a thought on bruce's idea please write to us
0: (laughs) But, Ollie, doeses this week. Yes. Dazza said it's International Banana Day. Dazza reckons bananas are a real love em or hate them fruit. What do you think? Come on in, share your parkrun fun and tell us. Did you include bananas in your pre- or post-parkrun morning? Now, this was a very popular
1: topic, Ollie. So many people eat bananas on parkrun day. Yes, a bit surprised, a bit surprised, um, but we did get some feedback on both sides of the scale there. And one such item of feedback came from Nathan Castle, who said they taste nice, but my stomach doesn't really agree with them. <laughs> so we're all about balance here, and I have to I have to side with Nathan. Like I love bananas, I eat lots of bananas, banana smoothies for half the week, banana and mango smoothies is, is breakfast. But I can't eat and then run and a banana before a run in particular can't do it. So it's a no to a banana on parkrun morning for me.
0: I'm going to abstain from this conversation on the grounds that bananas are not low carb.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Moving swiftly on, Isaac Hill came to us with an achievement. Grateful to be on magnificent Dark and Jung country at the entrance parkrun. Bet my long standing PB to 1846, then quickly jumped onto barcode scanning. Highly favorable temperatures and conditions on a flat and dynamic broad walk and cycle path through coastal wetlands and alongside plenty of jetties and boat ramps. Encouraged PBs all round for friends and fam. And following a classic parkrun principle, never forgetting to start the morning of a parkrun day with a banana. It's a sacred tradition.
1: Balance. And congratulations, Isaac. Now we heard from Alison King over in New Zealand. Banana cake? Yes, please. Plain banana? Yeah, nah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, even more balance. No bananas (laughs) featured in my parkrun experience this week. I marshaled with my 10-year-old son, Axel, my 123rd volunteer day and his first. All thanks to Isabel McKeown, who spoke at conference last week. She's 11. We enjoyed breakfast at the cafe afterwards, short dog for me, and an egg salad roll for Axel. Sorry, I just paused. I can't remember what a short dog is. I'm going to have to look that. Alison, <laughs> I think you've told us before. I think she's
0: told us before. I yes. was going to say the same thing. Um, I th- Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure it's probably some sort of Frankfurt.
1: Yes, but thank you for volunteering, Axel. And Alison, of course. And uh, thank you for sharing the photo, Alison, of yourself and Axel by the flag. Nice work, team. Next, we had Alex
0: Turner coming to us with a frond. Before the start of UWA Parkrun this morning, University of West Australia, I was chatting to a family with a super cute baby wearing a sparkly tiara. It turns out it's her first birthday and they are visiting from south to Woomba, and they are adventurers. I'm new to the club, so I don't really know how it works, but does this constitute a frond? Great to meet you, Eman, Chris, and Juno. And a selfie with the Vegaras and a backwards flag, and we'll forgive them on account of the very cute baby.
1: <laughs> and your own contribution, Alex. And, yes, that absolutely does constitute a frond. So happy fronding. Mm-hmm. Now, we heard from Steve Spike, who said, a banana on the roll down to Parkrun this morning. As for the location, if the English football blues wanted to celebrate their 200th year, they should celebrate it here. Happy Park Run Day all. And you know what, Mel? Did you get it? When I copied this in, I I had no idea. But reading that out, uh, uh, yeah, I I get it. I absolutely know it this week. i got it
0: for once. Should we unpack this for the listeners? Because we don't (laughs) usually do that, but...
1: But would you like to tell
0: us who the English football blues
1: are, Ollie? Ah, well that would be Chelsea Football Club from the English Premier League.
0: And how do you how do you describe a 200th year celebration?
1: Well, a 200th year would be a bicentennial Correct. celebration. That's <laughs> right. Does that mean this is our tricentennial just incidentally? Ooh. Is this the podcast's tricentennial? Have we missed that? That sounds like a good pod description. Tricentennial.
0: Yeah. That could be the name of the pod. There we are. Well done, Ollie. That saves one problem this week.
1: (laughs) One job, but I've done it for one. Done
0: it. Um, You've got the clue. Oh my God, you're just kicking
1: goals. Oh, into the net too. Yeah.
0: Next we heard from Johan over in South Africa who said, I suddenly split from my initial plan and peeled off to the warmer north to go bananas for another B at Bronberrick Park Run in South Africa. And having just done my knotty, I can already peel it in my bones that Dumbbell Hill is not going to be very appealing when I get to it the fourth time a bit later. Oh, my goodness, and a very beautiful morning light selfie from Johan.
1: It was it was a wonderful light shot. Absolutely stunning. Now, we heard from Val Warwick on the volley front. Very late to dazzs today, but I definitely need that coffee. First time RDing and the upfront bit was easy. But you know when things go wrong, they go wrong. Took a while to sort out, but all's well that ends well. I possibly need a banana or two for energy to recuperate now. And Val did share a picture of herself and Carmel who visited or touristed from Queensland uh, with Val, of course, in the RD vest. And uh, Val, well done. They certainly can go wrong, but uh, we're sure you did a stellar job.
0: Absolutely. Now, next up, we have Chris Fraser with a naughty. And Chris said, I'm not a big fruit eater, but I'll have the occasional nana. It was my turn for COVID this week, so had to do a naughty 250 laps of the hallway with a homemade lap timer so I didn't lose count. And Chris shared a video explaining the course, including the advanced tracking used for the participants. Now, this was very impressive, Ollie. <laughs> I loved it.
1: Thank you, Chris.
0: <laughs> so to explain, Chris does have quite a short hallway that he was using.
1: As evidenced by the course map, yeah. <laughs> yes, for
0: his laps. And uh, the video was quite amusing. Now, kudos to Kerry, who was um, the second place getter <laughs> <laughs> and was doing um, Walker. Yeah. quite a bit of the videoing as well. Uh, it was very, very amusing and very well done. And we're very glad that you got to uh, still get your 5K in this week.
1: Wow. Well done. Now... Out and about, over in Canada, we heard from Richard, who said, Good thing, like so many cafes here, Dazza is open 24-7 so the stragglers can drop in post-park run. Today saw me at River Oaks Park Run in Oakville, Ontario. Much easier to pronounce than Mississauga. Oh, dear, I forgot how I said it. <laughs> <laughs> Mississauga?
0: Mississauga.
1: In brackets, Ollie was spot on last week, maybe not this week. Um This is a beautiful course, two laps on a flat, crushed limestone and tarmac path through shaded woods. A real international affair today with myself and three Brits. P.S. Milkshake has travelled with me as per picture and evidenced in the picture that Richard shared of himself and Milkshake in the selfie frame.
0: Well done, Richard. And Ollie, that just prompted me to remember something as we were driving home from the Pucker Park Run Mm. along the Hume Freeway I spotted a car with a personalised number plate that was Dazza. Now, I I squealed and pointed it out and Andrew's like, do you want me to get closer? Unfortunately, we didn't get close enough that I was able to get a photo of the number plate, but it was a bit of a thrill.
1: Who would have thought that Dazza's fandom would get to those lengths that people are now getting personalised number plates just in honour of Dazza's? Uh, I know. Dazza's come a long way. (laughs)
0: <laughs> but ollie coming to us from the usa this week was jeff glab good morning Dazza. trotted around joe creason with pepper this morning and she is just bananas about Park Run. in fact her favorite food are bananas we share one every morning and it just might be the highlight of her day set up the course to get my 50th volunteer instance and then celebrated with an afternoon nap and congratulations, Jeff, on your 50th volunteer. Thank you for volunteering. Yes. And thank you for sharing the photo
1: of yourself and Pepper. I think I could celebrate with a nap. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good idea. But from over in Ireland, we heard from Christine Imbert. Hi, Dazza. Just got back from Dublin where I was the tail walker at Malahide Park Run. Malahide Park Run was the first park run in Ireland and will be celebrating its 10th birthday this November. Missed having a banana for breakfast but had a lovely brunch of salmon and scrambled eggs. And Christine shared a lovely photo of herself in the selfie frame there. She did. You're looking great, Christine. And thanks for sharing. Yes.
0: And lastly, Ollie, we heard from Paris Lawrence, who was at home. And she said, was so good to walk with my friend, Leanne. Leanne, Leanne, Leanne. <laughs> we had a good laugh and chatted and she shared a photo of herself and Leanne with the Medibank flag. Yes. Or the medi flag as you wrote it, Ollie.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not just pronunciation I do badly. It's typing too.
0: <laughs> oh, goodness. Good oh, fun. Good
1: fun. Thank you, Paris, and thank you, everyone, for joining in Dazza's. Indeed. We hope that you'll all have personalised number plates in honour of Dazza (laughs) someday, but for now, we'll just enjoy our bananas and our obi, because I guess it's time to award an obi.
0: Absolutely. Mm. Please open the envelope, Ollie.
1: The envelope. Well, it has been very meticulously prepared for me this week by the office lady. Thank you very much. More of a cardboard envelope this week. (laughs) Oh, that's a bit disappointing in the sound effect department. Oh, well, got paper inside it. There we are. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But the OB this week goes to... (laughs) Alex Turner. New club member and... uh, I suppose, uh, freshly invited guest to Juno's first birthday.
0: (laughs) Hooray! Happy birthday to Juno!
1: Happy birthday, Juno. But uh, congratulations, Alex, and thank you very much for sharing your parkrun morning with us. I should say, special mention to Chris Fraser. That's uh, 250 laps. Uh, very few have, have taken on the knotty the at that style of course. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it is an impressive feat.
0: Absolutely is. So, an honorary runner up OB this week goes to Team Fraser.
1: That's right. Ah, oh, dear. Yes, once again, lots and lots of parkrun fun, lots and lots of celebrations, and uh, yeah, certainly a few achievements in there. But Mel, I think it's time we listen up for a few more achievements and stats. So let's have a listen now to our informant.
6: This is the informant. These are unofficial stats. They are only current at the time they are collected and may differ from the statue read elsewhere. This week, there were 457 runs held down under, up six on last week. 419 in Australia and 38 in New Zealand. This is out of 1,765 worldwide. Aussie New Zealand attendance was 39,255, up 2,000 on last week. That's out of 210,000 worldwide. There were five event launches. Beaufort Lake in Victoria, Lake to Lake Trail in New Zealand, along with two in South Africa and one in the United Kingdom. Down under, we had 4,951 PBs while 1,769 people participated for the first time. 77 juniors reached their junior 10 milestone 155 people reached their 50 milestone 115 reached their 100 milestone and 29 people reached their 250 milestone A record 31 people called bingo Jack Daniel was quickest on 147 runs while Neil Taylor was slowest on 307 runs. There were six new statespeople, Andrew Castle, Dwayne Abbott, Brooke McBride and Malcolm Peaty in the Northern Territory and Melissa and Peter Shortman in South Australia. In the most events list, the biggest mover is Amanda O'Reilly, who ran her 87th different park run and moved up nine places in the rankings to 233. 132 people reached the Wilson index. The biggest mover is Cindy Robbins who moves up 33 to 110 and 4th place in the Victorian state rankings. In the high index rankings, 4 people moved up 2. Mark Ziegler and Hayden Hands moved up to 2, while Martin Tomasini and Laurie Perino moved up to 3. In the Adventurer Challenges, we have no Peel Club inductees. James Coulthard, Peter Baraglia, and Andrew Hay running their 100 different event to join the Cow Club. And 20 people joined the Half Cows. Short and sweet this week. If you would like to see all of these stats in full, you can download them from theinformant.me. That's www.theinformant.me or look for The Informant on Facebook. This has been The Informant and my spreadsheet is bigger than yours.
0: And thank you very much to our informant this week. Good to hear the stats as usual. Yes,
1: yes. And as always, let's keep it going, Mel, with the Consolidated Club report. Uh, What are the latest?
0: Well, the Adventurers Consolidated Club report for Saturday, the 27th of August, was a total of 284 members. That's up 10 from the previous week. 236 took part on this date at 129 different locations across the UK, USA, South Africa, Canada, Germany, Ireland, New Zealand, and Australia.
1: Well done, everyone.
0: Yes, and... The largest front this week, Ollie, was a draw. Yes, we had seven adventurers at Orange Park Run. They were Joe McLean, Louise Garbers, Natalie Wilson, Sarah Coglin, Alison Sutton, Kim Mahani Mahani Mahani. How would you say that, Ollie?
1: Mahani ma, Mahoney. Ma, I actually, yeah, I've always struggled with that name.
0: Okay, adventurer Kim and Penny Prosser. <laughs> And out at Umbergong Park Run, there was also seven with Bill Turner, Christy Hill, Yvette Turner, Mia Horrigan, William Barlow, yay, Sarah Jurak and Rebecca Gordon. And a special mention to the Ponds Park Run with a front of six this week, which included our very own and very favourite, Beck Bailey.
1: Yes, and there were some some Dazz's visits in from some of the crew there, including a bit of fun and, and a bit of fine fun, I should say, at the Ponds and another Great picture of Graham, I noticed, at Umbergong. But nice fronding, everyone. Absolutely was. I don't think yes. there's
0: much else to mention in the frond or the uh, Consolidated Club Report stakes. I already mentioned that we had four events out at South Africa this week, which was larger than normal. That's right. A Victoria topping the list again in Australia <laughs> with 32 events. hmm <laughs> Just in case you wanted to know. Um, NWA was up as well, I believe, mm. this week. Yes. With six.
1: Yeah. Look, uh, welcome on board to our new members, and we look forward to seeing where you all pop up next week. But, Mel, something we also look forward to, and we hope as many of you as, well, as feel like it, let's be honest, come along for the ride of streaky September, uh, which by the time that you are listening now, unless you have the ability to travel through time back in time and listen to this episode before it's released, <laughs> hopefully you're already streaking.
0: Yes, and we are very happy to have more audio this week with more tips coming to us from the fabulous Pippa from the UK. So let's have a little listen to Pippa.
3: Hi Parkrun Adventurers, this is Pippa from the UK and it's a streak check-in. How are you doing? How was day one? How are you doing Mel? Your streak sounded really good. I know I get really enthusiastic about streaking and parkruns but you guys know because we all love parkruns what it's like when you've found something that really works and wanting to get everybody else involved. But my message this week is to focus a little bit less on the legs but much, much more about what's going on in your head. Streaking is as much about that time out, that 30 minutes for you, than it is about um, being able to sort of run 5k faster or walk sort of faster around a particular place. Take this luxury of this time for you. And here are some ideas of what you can do. So while your legs are moving, maybe you could organise to meet up with a friend. Maybe you could call a friend in a different town, city, state, country, continent. Maybe you could do some really good breathing exercises, perhaps out walking and making sure that it's good inhalations and good exhalations. Or maybe just breathe when it's running because, you know, we've all been at that place at some point. And if you're really stuck on all of those and you need something different, uh, one of my tips is doing um, the five senses mental health walk where we think about seeing, hearing, smelling, touching, and tasting. And you do five, four, three, two, one on those activities. So you count five things that you can see, count four things that you can hear, et cetera. And I find this is really good for me, resetting. Most times, getting out for a streak is as much about getting the legs going as it is about getting the heads going. Happy streaking.
1: And thank you very much, Pippa. Uh, I think it's a, a great idea and uh something something that hopefully we'll all get the chance to try. I really like the idea of of experiencing a streak uh, in several different ways and yeah, Mel as you said, thank you to Pippa who is well I mean she's she's effectively our streak master. Ooh, I like that. She's heart and soul of Streaky September, certainly one of the the greatest proponents and uh yeah, her motivation has absolutely helped me previously. So hopefully it helps you and hopefully anyone that wants to hang in there is is
0: hanging in there. And you said you couldn't come up with a term for her in half a second. There you go, the streakmeister.
1: The streakmeister. Well, yeah, Pippa, I'm not sure if you like that nickname. Happy to take other suggestions. Uh, Pippa is, is also perfectly acceptable, I'm sure. But <laughs> um <laughs> So again, by the time that you're listening, hopefully, if I've done all my homework, we will have a bingo card out for you to keep track of your streaking and the additional fun that we'll have along the way. If you haven't already, please do jump onto the Facebook group for Streaky September. I trust that's going to be renamed, Mel. Oh,
0: that's my job. To make a note, <laughs> I'll do that on Wednesday, writing it in the diary. Yes,
1: have a look. We can share links, we can share details on our Facebook page. And if you do have any questions, if you've missed any of our context, any of our tips, Feel free to write to us or send us a message. We'd be more than help, happy to help out and point you in the right direction to make the most of your streaking. So can I
0: make it streaky september again? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just make it clear for anyone trying to look it up. <laughs> yes. Okay. No yes. problem. And, and Mel, will you start with a two K streak or will you do a longer one on day one?
0: Um, day one is Thursday. Mm. Uh, I can probably manage a. Th- I can manage a five k on thursday absolutely Mm, i can mm. my tricky day is going to be mondays because i work during the day and i record in the evening and in between i try to prep pod notes so i've got to come up with a strategy to get that streak done so i think that is going to mean that i am doing a 2k streak in my lunch hour yeah
1: okay does that mean maybe we need to to record an episode whilst out walking we just dial in, record the pod while streaking so we can keep the streak alive. How is that going to work?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean I have to do it on my phone? I don't know if I'm that technologically advanced.
1: Yeah, look, my, my ideas aren't as great as, as some of our parkrun adventurer community. So I'll put that one in the gutter.
0: I do like the idea, Ollie. Yeah. If we could manage to do it on the phone, and do like live on the field, (laughs) you know what will happen. I will get swooped. That's what will happen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we don't want that. Uh, as funny as that idea might be, we don't want that. Or I might find a trolley and get distracted. Yes. I can't record while I'm pushing a trolley. Well, before we get carried away, happy streaking, everyone. And also coming up very close is another Park Run Day, Mel. So where is this one going to take you?
0: This Park Run Day is going to take me on an adventure to the very brand new sparkly Beaufort Ooh. Lakes Park Run that launched ah, last week. Yes.
1: Yes, I did notice that.
0: Beauford Lakes is conveniently set in the little country town of Beauford, which is out west, out my side of Victoria. It's probably mm, about an hour and a half's drive, which is practically a sleep-in. Mm. So I'm very much looking forward to getting out there for event two. What about you, Ollie? Where will you be? No idea.
1: Oh, um okay. <laughs> but... Uh, needless to say, I'll be getting into streaking, and I will be more than likely pulling on a volley vest somewhere quite local. I'm planning on being away the following parkrun day, so I'll balance it out. Uh-huh. And uh, yes, I, I do want to hit my volunteer my volunteer goal, so I'm working on that. I've
0: just realised we have gone a whole episode without mentioning that word. Uh, we
1: haven't. I mentioned it near the start. Oh, Ollie. <laughs> But but I did try. Oh
0: well, there's always next week.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh, dear. Oh dear. No, thank you. Wow. Uh, Well, look, Park Run Day aside, I have to say once again, thank you, Mel, for recording this momentous. uh, What did we call it? Tricentennial episode (laughs) with me, and thank you everyone that's been a part of it to date and still to come, hopefully. Whether we've got 300 in the tank, I'm not sure, but we will see. Thank you, Ollie. I'm just looking forward to (laughs) (laughs)
0: 399.
1: Was that your turn to sing?
0: No. It's traditionally the male compare that does the song.
1: Ah, uh, right, right. And and look, I, I should acknowledge, as I said at the end of last week's episode, uh, there were some great suggestions. Uh, thanks again to Bruce and to Tracy who, who both had some great ideas for songs. I'm sorry I didn't sing those, but it was a special running song for me, so uh, <laughs>
0: I'm
1: glad I butchered it. It really was great. You did a really good job. Thank you. Proud co-host. <laughs> Thank you. Now, Mel, I think I am going to go and have another look at the Kudo board. Thank you again, everyone, for making this a very special episode 300. Happy streaking. And as always, you can contact us via Facebook or via email, which is parkrunneradventurers at gmail.com. Please keep an eye out for all your streaking encouragement and our bingo card and our kudo board and everything else. But that is it for another week, and we will see you all next week for more adventures.